It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of, uh, well, this week, right? We haven't done it for a while. It's episode number 339, if you're keeping track. If you are a lifer, meaning that you've listened to every single episode of the Cultural Hall, thank you so much. If you're a convert and maybe this is your first episode, I want to let you know that the Cultural Hall is a place where we talk about all things uh, in regards to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So within this episode, uh, it's me, Richie T. I, uh, you'll hear me on most, if not all, of the episodes. I'm joined today uh, by Annette. I don't have a nickname yet because Richie can't think of something creative, <laughs> Lion. Uh, and we're going to go over some articles of news. Now, uh, I saw this uh, recently posted on the Cultural Hall's Facebook page, where if you're not following us, you should. Give us a like. It's facebook.com slash Hall or just search the cultural hall, but um, someone was like, oh, I noticed that there's sort of a negative tone to the cultural hall recently and had kind of an exchange back and forth. I don't think he would mind me mentioning his name. His name is Zach. And uh, what I said was we share all things. There will be some things that you're like, oh my gosh, that helps my spirit and helps my soul. There will be other things where you're like, I have neutral feelings about what they just talked about. There may likely be things that you're like, I don't care about that things uh, about that thing. And there, then there may be some things within this episode that you're like, well, that makes me so mad or that uh, I don't understand why they're sharing that. And I just want I want to kind of clear the air or cut through the clutter on this and let people know that uh, the reason why we talk about all things uh, about the church is that I think that it is important for people to be aware, not only about like the temple that's being dedicated, um, not only about people that are showing up on reality TV shows, but also those things um, like we have a, a just hot off the press story uh, about a guy in Nashville who... Uh, was being inappropriate in a dressing room, right? And I think that it's important to uh, share that story, not because it's sensationalized or anything like that, but to uh, kind of bring us back to, all right, so we're all members of a church, but people are fallible. People can make mistakes. We need to be on guard, but also trust people. We need to be aware. And then also there are some news stories that we'll share um, that... The reason why we share them is because as a member of the church, I, because I'm the one who sort of curates the material that's being shared, feel like it's important that you know about it. Maybe it doesn't affect you, but I think that you should know about it. And there's a story or two like that uh, within today's episode. So thank you for being here, Annette. Good to be back. Uh, great great to have you here. I uh, I need to let you know you... Um, you gave me, I don't need to let you know this, but you gave me a uh, gift certificate for uh, ice cream for my birthday, and I have yet to no! use it, but, 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 you'll know when I use it because uh, I will go to the Cold Stone Creamery where that gift certificate is from, and I will take a picture of my happy fat face Excellent. just shoving down the Cold Stone. I get it. Ice cream is my downfall, too. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Do you have a favorite flavor at the, uh, at the Cold Stone? At the Cold Stone, I, um, I love having the amaretto okay. with brownies in it. Yes. Or chocolate with raspberries. Okay. Yeah, okay. but if you're going grocery store, Tillamook Rocky Road is kind okay. of my... Okay. Thing right now, yeah. Uh, I'm a so I'm a premium selection if I'm going to the grocery store. So you get those oh, yeah. at like your Kroger's. Nah. And uh, and I do the uh, moose tracks if I'm going to mm -hmm. do a premium selection. Uh, if I'm a Ben and Jerry's guy, I am a I I sort of change a little bit. Mm -hmm. I kind of find myself 
going around. I do fish food. Ooh, that's my favorite yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Have yeah. you seen how many calories are in a thing of fish food? I, I did once and I think I blocked it out. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Because <laughs> because like, you How many miles do I have to run to burn that off? And the answer yeah. is twelve. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know what that is, it's fudge fish oh, and so marshmallow good. cream and so much caramel that you can just uh, we may have to stop this episode, actually. And go, <laughs> go there's a Smith's some. right down the road. Uh, I vary between that. And I also, you know, people will say Chunky Monkey. I'm not that guy. Cherry mm. Garcia, not that guy either. I'm a mint uh, cookie mm. if I'm not That's a fish a food from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. One thing I've learned also, I do I do like cherry. So I haven't tried the Cherry Garcia, but Hagen dazs used to have a cherry, a dark cherry amaretto um, thing that was just to die for. It mm. was like heaven on earth and then they discontinued it and i cried <laughs> it was so many tears shed uh, that day yeah. um you know it's funny to me and i don't know if it's the uh the upbringing of, of myself in that middle class uh mormon because that's what we used to be mm-hmm. family that couldn't afford the haagen-dazs but oh, yeah. i've never connected to the haagen-dazs brand brand and now people will say ben and jerry's is the same cost as haagen-dazs mm-hmm. but for some reason i just can't seem to access it as oh i want to try haagen-dazs or Get me that, you know, that, that thing of Hagen does. When I grew up, um, you know, on the horror side of things, my dad was a professor, but linguistics professors don't make what law professors make yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. football coaches. Um, so everything was, you know, you don't ask for treats at the grocery store because right. the money's not there. But also my mom was a freak on the health food side of things before anyone else was. Mm-hmm. So would go to the health food store and it was the hippies and us. Mm. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have much ice cream. No. We didn't have white sugar yeah. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mom would leave the milk in the freezer and that was our ice cream, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, for context for people who go, oh, I don't know that I caught Annette when she was mm-hmm. on before, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, who you are. Yeah, uh, well, I grew up mostly in uh, the Provo area in Utah, which is about, about an hour south of Salt Lake, um, except for about three years where um, I lived in Helsinki, Finland, because my parents were presiding over the mission. So I don't know that I remember that. Did I say that the I last time you said that too? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I mentioned it last time. Okay. I don't know. Um, but I was there from the age of ten to thirteen, and it was it was it, it, formative. Yeah. I mean, that was when going from primary to young woman. Um, I was a beehive there when the young woman values came out. So I learned the theme in Finnish. Uh. Um, my first big spiritual experiences were in Finnish, went to the school there. I mean, it was, and I had a different view of missionary work. I got to go to zone conferences with my parents and had firesides and got to know the APs like brothers. And uh-huh. it was huge. Brothers yeah. and sisters as well, or were you only child? No, um, I am the third of four. Okay. So, um, my brother, my, my parents were called right before his senior year. Oh, geez. I bet he loved that. Yeah, that was not, <laughs> he was not a fan. So, but he came over and then we realized at the time they didn't really have, which is strange. Um, they didn't have an English speaking high school and okay. at 17, you can't just be picking it up. It's yeah, yeah, not yeah. going to happen. So they eventually sent him back to the States to live with his best friend to finish up his senior year here. Yeah, best senior year ever. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my older sister, um, after a year of kind of struggling, um, she ended up going to an international school in Frankfurt for a year. Cool. So um, Germany, for uh, those who Germany, don't know Yeah, Frankfurt. living with a family who um, worked for the church doing accounting or something, and it was a family connection. And, and then for the third year, um, she was back in Helsinki, but she was doing independent study with BYU to get her credits so she could graduate. Cool. I mean, she came back just before her senior year of high school. But you got stuck. You had to do the whole elementary, <laughs> so, middle school there. You didn't get to go uh, back yeah. to the States? 
Uh, no, no. Yeah, my little sister and I, it was the two of us there the whole time. I was 10 to 13. She was 8 to 11. Okay. So I went to go, yeah, grade school. I, you know, get, you know, fire, fire, you know, birth, baptism by fire kind of thing. Just My dad's a linguist. So he's like, you know what? You're just on the edge of that black box closing. You yeah. can pick up the yeah, language. Yeah, no, you got this. So my little sister, within like a semester, she's like talking like a Finn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> took me longer. Which, by the way, the phrase talking like a Finn, I sort of like. Oh, gosh. The missionaries were so jealous. Like, that is just not fair. Yeah. You know, so the, <laughs> took poor, me longer. the poor guy who's been fasting like every Sunday yeah, for the first day. year is, yeah. of his mission. So, yeah, I, I, I learned it, but um, it took longer, um, uh-huh. and I had a slight accent. So my little sister's friends would not believe she was American uh-huh. until they heard me speak. Uh-huh. And then I go, oh, okay, I guess you are. Oh, no, I get yeah, it. But then she lost it quicker than I did. So and I've been getting, I've been working on it the past couple of years to get it back. So Cool. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, and tell people what you do. I am a writer. I've published and I've lost track of how many novels and I've been part of anthologies and sold tons of articles and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, I where, do. Where can people, it. if they want to read more about you or read of you or read your writings, where do they find them? Amazon's the best place. Um, I used to be go to Desert Book or Siegel. Um, I published with them from 2002 to well, a good decade. And so every so often you can go in and find one of my books still there, but um, most of those are out of print now. Okay. Um, but yeah, Amazon's the easiest way to find some of that. Perfect. Anything new or exciting going on when you want to tell people about? Oh, well, actually, as of yesterday, I have a book that's on pre-order. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, yep. And it's called Tailor Made, and it's set in 1880s Helsinki. Okay. So um, that was an experience of having to learn what was going on in the government and culturally. I didn't know. So I, I had to learn that stuff. And why do, really why do I want to read Tailor Made? It's... It's fun. I'm, it's just, it's a fun story. It's like a, kind of like a rom-com type. It's not super funny, but when I say romance, people go, oh, what is your That's not oh, what it boring. is. Um, but yeah. it's you got some political intrigue going on and, and whatnot. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. What, what age level? Are we talking adult or are we talking adult. kid? Yeah. Adult? I mean, t- teens can read it just fine. No problem. But right. it's not aimed at teens. Okay. Okay. Yep. And they can pre-order that? On Amazon, yep. Boom. Or you go and to my social media stuff. I've linked to it all over the place there. Which is all so. Annette Lyon? Annette Lyon, yep. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything interesting for me that's coming up. Last week, I spent uh, the entire week in Orlando, Florida, which if you ever think about going to um, Orlando, Florida in August, think again, right? <laughs> like that's a, that's a thing that maybe you're like, well, maybe I, I shouldn't do that. Uh, and the answer is correct. Yes, no, sir. you shouldn't do that. Uh, the <laughs> one great thing about it, I was able to meet up with, I think he's a lifer, um, but Robert Casey, he and I went to, out to dinner and I shared a picture on our Watch Facebook mask, page. The, the guy. Yeah. yeah, so nice. That's Nicest awesome. guy ever. Uh, and he's been on an episode uh, of Articles of News before. I may chat with him uh, in the future because he and his wife have sort of a, a, a great... Um, love story that involves immigration and i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much about it but i was with him on a very pivotal night of his life so robert Mm -hmm. hit me up and we'll and we'll chat about that that's quite uh, the tease for a yeah a teaser for a future (laughs) for a future episode um but i was out there for a thing called podcast movement so here in the next month or so you're going to hear some different things um happening with the cultural hall um, and I know that I have mentioned this before and had some response. If there are people that are listening that think, hey, you know what? I like this cultural hall thing and what they do and what they stand for. And you'd like to be involved and you're you're good at anything from writing to also uh, web stuff to social media. If you can if you fancy yourself to be a great customer service person or graphic designer, any of those things. 
um, there might be an opportunity for us to collaborate. So you can always email me about that or anything at contact at the cultural hall.com. Uh, or you can just find me on Facebook at Richie T. Stedman, or you can just message us on any of the cultural hall uh, social medias, which we're on Pinterest, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're also on Facebook. There's probably a Google Plus out there still, but I don't think anyone, uh, literally anyone has been on Google Plus since they launched it. So um, let's take a break for a quick second. And when we come back, uh, we've got tons of temple news and we've got a lot of pickup news stories because we haven't done news for a while. So things like the word of wisdom, we'll talk about that. The hymn book, we'll talk about that. Uh, and, uh, so you think you can dance? I'm not asking you. We're going to talk about the TV show. We'll do that coming up in the second block of the cultural hall. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Dan the Laptop Man here, and it's time for another PC Laptop's Bedtime Story. Once upon a time, Brian was looking for a new computer. He searched far and wide from north to south, and he even took his quest online. But he had yet to find the PC of his dreams and was feeling sad. If only I could find the perfect computer with a lifetime warranty to match, he thought to himself. But then Brian stumbled upon a magical store with a friendly staff and a selection galore. Inside he knew he had found what he'd been searching for all along, a blazing fast PC with a lifetime warranty his heart had desired. Brian returned home, his new PC laptop's desktop in tow. And should it come time to upgrade, Brian knows where to go. PC Laptops, where we really do love Brian and you. PCLaptops.com I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah, now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab, to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks, in large part, to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias, at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me email richie r-i-c-h-i-e-t as in tough guy stedman s-t-e-a-d-m-a-n at gmail.com i would love to see what i could do to make your event that much better whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life you need the best dj in utah and like i said it doesn't have to be in utah it can just be the best dj in utah i don't know now we start to get into like the technical things it's bestdjinutah.com The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. 
by donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of Articles of News. If you are not a Patreon subscriber of the Cultural Hall, what does that mean? You go to patreon.com. It's a way for you to show uh, in way of uh, your money or your dollars that you appreciate the Cultural Hall. Uh, we'll have another means available for you to be able to donate some money uh, coming up in the near future. But Patreon is a way that you can just you register your card just like you would buy Apple Music or YouTube or a Netflix. Subscription kind it's of a thing. subscription yeah. thing. Uh, you sort of set it and forget it. And there are different levels that you can get in at. Um, at this point, as of this recording, it's all the same. So you, the $1 level gets you a $10 level uh, access. And that's access to a private um, social media group group on Facebook where we chat about uh, all sorts of things very rarely pertaining to the episode but uh, coming up there will also be videos that will be available there and those will only be available within um, those that are uh, Patreon subscribers so check it out uh, see if it's something that fits with you if it's something that you can budget towards uh, we would definitely appreciate that and so I, I do five bucks a month yeah? and that's like less than a I mean it's like a buck quarter yeah per week it's awesome something else that you've done though you've you've had videos directly to that page uh-huh. asking for opinions what do you think about this you know it's you so you started discussions and yep. you've even given given announcements before you, anyone else learns that's a good point before so, I, yeah before it's i do being it on, on there uh, uh in an announcement um and then also it's just fun i think and I think that other people have sort of shared the joy about being able to be in a group of people who really like it as well yeah. right it's it's, yeah, it's it's your tribe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a yeah. great way of putting it. Um, so let's do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. This first story is, I say that because they're all about the temples. If you go to theculturalhall.com with the show notes for this episode, you can see um, the official photos inside Hades' first temple, which are absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I know we think temples and we think, geez, you know, what about this? There's been a little bit with Haiti because of how poor that country is. Um, people saying, you know, don't, wouldn't the people benefit from taking that money and, and spending it more on the humanitarian effort? And I know that the church has done, uh, just tons, millions into the millions of dollars there. Um, it's in Port-au-Prince. Um, it is... Now finished with its um, public open house. It just ended this last Saturday. And so you can snag a look at those pictures of of just how beautiful it is. Some things are similar to the temples that you see here in the States. Others not. Uh, But going along with that, there's also pictures of what the Hong Kong temple um, is going to look like. Now, of course, Hong Kong being a bunch in the news recently with all of the uh, rioting, uh, the uh, political unrest. But uh, it... Knowing that and knowing that that's the context for what's going on in Hong Kong right now, being able to see this spiritual, peaceful place within that climate, it's it's going to be tremendous um, f- for the saints there. Uh, it will uh, be closed. It closed on the 8th of July and will not reopen until um, sometime that has yet to be announced in 2022. But the pictures of what they hope it will look like... Um, are available. You can find those links at theculturalhall.com. One of the things that I love, and do you know what the Hong Kong temple looks like in it? No. What I love about it oh, is, is cool. it's sort of office building temple. 
but it fits Hong Kong. That's, yeah, that's the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Hong Kong, but it is. It 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 seems to me that it fits um, structurally, like what it what looks there. But it is white. It is. You can tell that there is something special about it. Um, so you can check those pictures out at theculturalhall.com. And then finally, this. Um, this was a little while ago, but the. Um, dedication i'm sorry the groundbreaking just took place this last saturday for the eighth temple in brazil it's the balim brazil temple elder uh educatus 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 good for you i'll take we, it we had an elder educatus in the mission so maybe oh <laughs> well then <laughs> yes Greek. you've got it uh <laughs> He was the one who presided at the um, groundbreaking just this last Saturday. Uh, other Brazilian temples, do you know them? The other seven? Can you do it? No, not even I mean, almost. I mean, you Sao can probably. Yep, yeah, there you go. I was going to say, you can do one for sure. Uh, the Campinas, uh, nope. the Curtaba, the Fortaleza. Fortaleza, Man I almost could have got. Uh, Manuas, Porto Alegre, and Recife. Um, so it will be the eighth temple. And now there are currently, for those keeping track, 209 temples throughout the world that are either in operation, under construction, or announced. So Which a little is bit so of amazing. I mean, you think not, it's continued to grow so fast since President Hinckley. Because when I was a teenager, like when I was in, say, say, seminary, it was still in the teens. Really? Yeah. In the teens? In the, I, think no, it was high, I think it was no, like high teens. Maybe no. early. I looked it up and was stunned. It was really crazy. That doesn't seem. It seems uh, maybe it was in the twenties, but okay. I, I was stunned at how few there were. It was. Where, I'll look it up again. When you were in Finland, where was the temple? Um, actually, the Stockholm temple was dedicated while we were there, so okay. we were able to go to the dedication. And then when I got to do baptisms for the dead, when I turned twelve, we would take trips to Stockholm on the ferry overnight. And cool. Yeah, it was way cool. Yeah. And ironically, they made a point of making sure the youth got to go on temple trips more often than when we came back to Provo. Oh, really? Yeah. So I did more baptisms in the Stockholm Temple than I did in the Provo Temple when I was the, huh. last, the last three, four years of Interesting, isn't that? Yeah. And then finally this, the Lisbon, Portugal Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's been completed. The open house uh, begins on this last Saturday and runs through the 31st of August. Um, there are great pictures of this as well. It just is amazing to see... Um, the work that's been doing, been done, it'll serve 45,000 Latter-day Saints that live in Portugal, including the Archipelagos of Madeira and Azores, which I'm thinking are islands or, or other countries. That's my ignorance that are around the Lisbon, Portugal temple. It was first announced in 2010, so it's been nine years from announcement to completion, um, and uh they will they will do a youth devotional on the 14th of September, and it'll be dedicated in three sessions on the 15th. So, yeah, my first article, when I first saw the, the headline, I, I had an immediate thing come to my head, and I was right, and I was excited. So it says, the most requested song for the new hymn book. You could hide a collab. No. Uh, let me think. Let it's me the think. It's one to add back in. Okay, okay. So they said the more than 45,000 suggestions poured in and one song was requested for more than all the others. This is according to Tad Welch, who, of course, is the he's the 
spokesman, I guess, uh-huh. for the church. Um, so so forty five thousand requests, suggestions of oh, all suggestions. Kinds. Okay, and among I, those, one hymn. Because I know, like, yeah. uh, an article that I have says that it was seventeen thousand submissions. So almost triple that of people that suggesting. were requesting or saying, "Hey, this one," or filling out the survey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I know a lot of people who wrote hymns and sent them in. One of my best friends did. I know a fellow writer who's part of the Tabernacle Choir, and he mm. sent in as many as he could. Yeah. So. He yeah. just starts going through the other books. He's like, how about, and he, what about? Well, he was, yeah, he composed them himself. It's amazing stuff. So there's actually an article about him somewhere. Um, the, him. So the number one, number the most one requested, requested one was a, one that was taken out of the new hymnal that was put out in 1985. Okay. Um, Come thou fount of every blessing. Yeah. And I've heard this as I've listened to other shows talk about it. It's come thou font. And it's fount. And, and it's fount. And it's I found. love it when it's like, yeah. what, like a like a type font? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or a baptismal font. Yeah. But it's or, fount. Yeah. yeah. So it was in the hymnal. It was taken out in 85 for the one we have now. Um, because at the time, most members didn't know the song. Mm-hmm. But then you fast forward, a Mac Wilberg of the tab um, did a, this iconic arrangement, and now everyone loves it, sure. and everyone wants it back into the handbook. Does it say within this article the one that was requested uh, most to be dropped? It doesn't, but I, I wish it did, and I, I have my own suspicions. Tell me. Praise to the man. Okay. And you think that just because just, of what, like, like prophet just, worship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's my thought. It's like, it's, it, yeah, we don't, we, people think we worship Joseph Smith and we don't. And, and that, does, that, and that doesn't help. Feels, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this song is not yeah. helping, helping it's, much. It's not hard to play on the piano. So I like that as a teenager, but. Right. Um, One of the but. things I like about it though, is if you think of the hymnals and the dirges that we sing, oh, gosh, yeah. you know, like at least praise of the man is like the gong, 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 right? Yeah. Like I'm sweet hour of prayer begging it to be gone. Oh gosh. Sweet sweet hour of prayer to me yeah. when it's like it's a great song. So oh the lyrics are beautiful. So whoever yeah. the person is, I'm not down on that person, and I know you're going. Oh, I can't believe he would say so bad about a hymn. <laughs> a hymnal should have a thousand hymns. Calm it. If I'm going to offer an opinion, I get to have one. Mm-hmm. But sweet hour of prayer. When it is done slowly, and, and since there and since there is not a lot of melodic variance in it, like you can't even handle so sitting here listening to me. And go, yes, yeah. Ooh, come on, come on. Skin crawls. And again, I think they play it as often as they do because it's one of the easiest to play. Right. And but then nobody knows the lyrics. So sweet hour prayer, sweet hour prayer, sweet hour prayers. You know, yeah. it just goes on. And on. The other one I think that we will, at least I hope will be dropped is in our lovely Deseret. Because that's the oh, one that, that's aimed at like children, and it's like this whole taffy, you know, yeah. to, uh, tobacco, tea, and coffee we despise, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and we eat very little meat. That, that, you know, I'm yeah. like, this is just, please, please no. <laughs> I, I, but I love that they were able to work in the word of wisdom in a song, right? But it, I, it wasn't it written for children? Probably. Like, why is it? In, I, I don't like it. Well, so and those are my two hopes. It's not super worldwide either. Right, yeah. unless you look at Deseret as the church, like how we kind of frame Zion as the church mm-hmm. in our lovely Deseret, seems awfully Utah-centric. Considering for the Beehive State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you'll see um, that will be the thing that I think will surprise people the most as the church a- aims to have one hymnal to rule all hymnals. Uh, <laughs> that sounds ominous. Yeah, well, it's like one rank. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, but one hymnal to rule all hymnals is that we're going to get some, I hope, Fun, different, difficult, easy, strange, 
fast, Ar- slow, arranged. Arra- you know, arranged songs from all around Christendom, and mm-hmm. I, and I, uh, I hope for um, you know, come thou fount. I also hope for Amazing Grace because be then awesome. to be able yeah. to have a great arrangement of that within a. A different meeting cultural would be feels, yeah. Instead of just yep. the old Protestant feel that we have, yeah. yeah. Yep, and I think that's why you'll see that open up quite a bit. This next one it is from uh, this next series of stories is is for me just uh, I I love the um, the TV and uh, and what it teaches me. I know that uh, abstain from too much media, but uh, American Ninja <laughs> Warrior. Uh, Maddie Howard is awesome. Do you watch the American Ninja Warrior? I have off and on. Yeah. Yeah. I if, For people who don't watch American Ninja Warrior, Warrior, I explain it to them like this. Imagine things you shouldn't do to your body <laughs> and then do it in front of a crowd. On an cheering obstacle at course. You, uh-huh. On an obstacle course and yeah. then put it on TV. Um, she is going to the finals. She is amazing. She is a member of the church. Um, she is from my alum, a Southern Utah University T-Bird and a former gymnast. Um, she was the second place woman finisher, and she's amazing. You can see the video of her competing and awesome. The fact that she's in the, in the finals at all, they don't make it easier for women. No, or no, no, no. It's the it's, course. It's the same course, even to the point of, well, here's this thing you have to climb up, and it's oh, it's five feet wide. Well, sorry if you're a 5'1 woman, deal. Yeah. And then they have to just do it. So yeah. it's amazing when you see a woman complete the course it's just phenomenal um but good luck to her as she makes her way through it um the siblings of uh, ezra is he a member of the church yeah of course it's ezra named after uh, a prophet i think um joseph mm. f smith was who he's named after. <laughs> and stephanie sosa uh they are in the top 10 of so you think you can dance going for that coveted two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. they're not dance partners they're competing against each other, so I wonder. We almost if... always have at least one member of the church. Yeah, in you know the dance shows. You know why? Yeah, because be- we value our talents. Right. Yeah. And because uh, Utah's a hotbed of dancing. Yeah, and you got to do something I'm with that energy. Oh, Jackson Willard. Remember that he was on World of Dance. Uh, the, I don't remember. He, he was a little black kid from okay. Utah. Okay. He literally lives down the street from me. He was in my daughter's dance company. Really? For, yeah. You know and. Yeah, he, and he, he was kind of flamboyant and obnoxious, like, look at me, I'm a guy who can dance. But then he got he got very serious and got very, very good. Cool. But I have videos of my daughter on stage dancing, and there's Jackson doing his own thing, too. And then, of course, we so, know yeah, the, cool. the Julianne Huffs and yep. the Derek Huffs and the Chelsea Hightowers and all, I mean, all those all, folks. Yeah. Utah. Utah. Yep. And members of the church. Whether they stayed. <laughs> in varying degrees at this yep. point. But um, this story, I haven't heard this anywhere else, and I love it. Um, when I say the name... Drew Chrisman, does that mean anything to you? No. We've mentioned him here in the uh, cultural hall before. So he plays football for the Ohio State. And when he was going to camp a few years ago, he wore this T-shirt here that says, I love my Mormon <laughs> girlfriend. And it's a picture of, of, of his her. of uh, yeah his, uh, his, <laughs> his girlfriend on the shirt. Now, whether or not she gave it to him as... Like a, hey, don't forget me, pal. Or, you know, he's being funny. He's saying whatever about it. Uh, so then people, uh, they they wanted to see what he wore every year. So I actually, I skipped a year. His first year was this t-shirt that says, I love Mormon girls. Nice. Then the next year was, I love my Mormon girlfriend. So as he went to camp this year, as they're in the uh, full stretch of of college football season. So I'm waiting season, for this after the, cha- the name changed. 
push or yeah you would hope you right would hope no nope. okay no 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 what but 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 congratulations because it says oh. i love my mormon fiance so now okay, the editor in me wants to go fiance if it's a woman has two e's at the end <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> oh well it's Every, cute everyone knows who it is it is it's uh cute. or what it is anyway um he is uh he and lots of people super excited and kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, excited about the progression of his shirts over the years. Um, he, in his last year, next year, people can't wait to see his T-shirt say, I love my Mormon wife. And it's interesting, too, as you see the kid grow up, you know, the first year in his I love Mormon girls. And by the way, you can see all these pictures at theculturalhall.com. But you can see that he, uh, you know, he's got the long hair. He's kind of just out of high school. And then you see him last year with my Mormon girlfriend. He's a little bit more clean cut. He's whatever. And now he's got the, the fiance and he looks like he's ready Good to lock him. it down. That's awesome. Yeah, and congratulations on your engagement, too. Thank you I very much. I that to you. Yet. I don't have a t-shirt, but I'm excited to lock it down nonetheless. This is very exciting. I'm glad you shared the story, too. Yeah. That was really cute. Thank you. And well, I had actually visited that area um, in March, and so oh, I could really? totally picture it. Really? Like, oh, my gosh, that's gorgeous. Uh, that was up for people who didn't see that. Uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but I got engaged just about a month and a half ago or so up in the Pacific Northwest, specifically the San Juan Islands, and even more specific on Orcas Island. Yeah. Very cool stuff. All right. So um, this article here is actually, it was taken, it's kind of reporting on another article that was in the New Era, which I think is relevant because that means it's aimed at the youth, mm -hmm. but it's a good reminder anyway. It's clarifying the word of wisdom because today we have some other confusing things like, is vaping okay? Is right. what about marijuana? What about, you know, what about green tea? And green tea is something a lot of people have debated um, off and on. Um, and so it specifically says, well, green tea and black tea both come from the same tea plant. Therefore, right. they're both against the word of wisdom. Right. Which to me also says something that's not from the tea plant that you cook in water is not tea. Okay. So as a saying, like peppermint or something. Anyway, okay. Okay. throwing that out there. Okay. The herbal teas aren't actually teas that are from the tea plant. Um, the other thing they mentioned, you know, of course, vaping is against the word of wisdom because it has... Um, nicotine and frankly it's freaking scary the other stuff that's in there my daughter sure. the daughter who's on a mission right now actually spent a year working with the utah county health department and she would do stings um as a young, underage person trying to buy tobacco Inter products interesting she learned a ton about vaping and she's just like that stuff is scary the stuff yeah. it can do to you your lungs your it can split tongues it's just it's gross you just don't want to do it even if it weren't against the word of wisdom but it is Apparently, a lot of youth didn't know that it has nicotine. Sure. But it does. Well, because um, they aim it, right? With the, yeah. you know, it's tropical punch, it's exactly. rainbow it's, it's bubble gum, the, yeah. whatever. And you're like, okay, no. And then it talks about um, just clarifying that anything with the words like latte and macchiato, and by the way, those are words for coffee. Mm -hmm. So just be aware. Just, anything chino. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, a lot of people might not have known because... If you don't grow up around those things, you just don't know. And then marijuana and opioids are lumped together, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Talking about they're legal, but we don't want to be in certain areas mm -hmm. um, for the marijuana. But warns against anything that's habit or you know ad addiction causing, um, which is the same kind of thing. This is why heroin is against the word of wisdom, but it's not listed. Right. It's right. an addiction situation. So I thought that was interesting, just kind of clarifying some of those elements. So let me ask you, did you learn anything from that? Because the article came out in the new era. Some people said, oh, this is like a teenage blogger, you know, mm -hmm. and then the church said, oh, hey, by the way, it's from a church publication. And yeah, we meant what we said. Was there anything that for you, 
Like, had you heard green tea? Well, maybe, but you didn't. I had had, I, I have friends who've said, oh yeah, my bishop recommends green tea and he's right. a doctor. And, right. You know, and that always felt odd to me because to me, if it's from the tea plant, it's tea. Right. Um, but so that, that, that was fun to see the, the clarification on that. Uh-huh. Um, and it also justifies the fact that my mom being the health nut, she would be like, oh, here's some peppermint tea. We'll help your stomach. And it's not tea. Cause, right. You know, she was a mission president's wife, and she also, you know, she's been a, a temple matron and all kinds. Of, I mean, like, you can trust my mom when it comes to these things. So, deal. It's interesting to me, um, some of the blowback from it, right? So, you go through the various parts of it where it's like, oh, but hot drinks. There's a, a meme or, you know, someone's, you know, Facebook status. It's like, but hot drinks are banned by the, you know, by the members of the church. Oh, unless they're hot chocolate, in which case, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't have cold coffee because cold coffee, but no, go ahead and drink your coke right mm-hmm. it, sor- it sort of goes through and points out all of those things um then there's the conspiracy theory theorists about you know that the church has lots of money invested in um medicine and medical uh like producers right that, that make the opioids and so you know there's some sort of secret con- conspiracy that we don't <laughs> want marijuana to be legal because it's a green plant and there's not any way to process it and and to make money off it as far as that goes and and that's why here in utah that the church got super involved with marijuana so there's everything like that and then there's the people that when they're speaking about the word of wisdom that they'll say things like um well it's it's because of the tannic acid or you know we don't even going the addiction line um, where people are like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to be addicted to anything. God wouldn't want you to be addicted to anything. Uh, go ahead and have another mint chocolate brownie. and an- You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, whenever I hear a word of wisdom discussion, and we actually got into this in church, there's a, a relatively recent convert um, in my ward and in our Sunday school session who was talking about how he loves green tea. He is uh, an Englishman, and he was raised on tea. Um, the missionaries taught him, Hey, you know what? Your black teas are not going to be appropriate, but go ahead and have green tea. And so he learned of the green tea being part of the, against the word of wisdom on Sunday. And I was witness to it. Wow. Uh, it is interesting to me for anyone to try and find any way to justify the word of wisdom, except for you just have to buy in that it's what God wants you to do. Right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. In like, fact, it was one of those uh, parenting moments. I don't remember saying this, but I f- consider it a parenting win because I was talking about some of this with my daughters and um, my 16 year old said, well, mom, I remember the way you, you explained it once that if you know, it's, it's, it's turning what we put into our bodies into an act of obedience. So mm-hmm. if God said, don't eat macaroni and cheese, what would stop eating macaroni and cheese? Oh, but there's health benefits you know, of macaroni and cheese. Exactly. That's right. irrelevant. Right. It's just, it's a matter of worship and, right. and, and, and obedience and, and all that. And that's really ha- how it. I, I think you will drive yourself mad. Mm-hmm. I know I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again, especially with the hype around it. You will drive yourself batty. And you can yep. take that term trying to find a way to defend to defend it any other way than mm-hmm. it's God asking you to not partake of those things or to partake of other things. Mm-hmm. Because is a monster energy way worse than a cup of coffee? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Yeah. At you the know same what? time, I knew a lady who drank decaf coffee and justified it. And, and part of me went, the leaders never said it was the caffeine. Right, they right, said coffee. Right, right. right. You know, so, so it's it, like, we, yeah. 
So I'll he can't justify I, his topic. I I will do my best to never come at anyone because mm-hmm. I th- I feel like everyone can make their own decisions. I felt I, I had a bit of empathy for that guy in the ward uh, on Sunday, just being like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you get to choose at this point. I I'm still gonna love you and ha- hope that you'll worship with us, whichever way you decide, and have no judgment based on yeah, you do you. Yeah, you do you. Um, but it is a hundred percent the obedience to God, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Don't try and medically base it. Don't try and hypocritically base it. Don't point out the other things, or you will drive yourself crazy. And it's good to keep in mind that historically, that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the in the day, they didn't have any science to justify anything. Right. Now we can go see tobacco causes lung cancer. You know, whatever. But that wasn't the point even then. Right. So. What uh, what other stories do you have? Okay, this is actually one. Bring up Finland a lot today. Um, You're a Finland lover. I know, I, I am. <laughs> no apologies. Um, so I'm DNA forty percent. Is that what you are? Forty yeah, percent mo- finished. Mm-hmm, my mom was yeah finished. <laughs> have never heard that one before. Oh no. boo. Oh, no, critiquing my humor. No, no, no but you're so, right. It's but a yeah, terrible she, my joke. mother was born and raised in Helsinki. So, okay. Yeah, way cool stuff. So wait, forty percent. I know she's got a, some some blood in her that goes back to Sweden. Okay, as well. Yeah. So and where's then, the other? Where's the other? 60%? Um, well, both my dad's um, parents are both immigrants. One from Germany and one from Switzerland. Oh, so cool. I have another forty percent that's French slash German, which okay. makes perfect sense. Sure. And then the other ten percent is general Scandinavia. Okay. But I'm so, pretty much as so white as you su- get. I was just gonna say so <laughs> super white for anyone super that white. doesn't know what you yeah. look like. Um, so here we've got, you know, so fair Mormon, and I'm forgetting what fair even stands for that word. It's like research and something or other. I'm uh, forgetting. Information. Anyway, it's like an intellectual, you know, uh, historian kind of thing. Good articles. Yes. An organization. They have a Nordic branch and the Nordic gr- um, group has decided to hold, hold a series of firesides called Knowledge and Understanding Foundation of Our Faith. And there's no the in there, which I'm betting is because it was translated from Finnish and Finnish doesn't have the word the. Interesting. Just throwing that in there. But here's the thing. It's, so it's three days in September, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 20th through the 22nd. Here's the lineup. We have Scott Gordon, who's the president of Fair Mormon, Wayne Crosby, who's the director of the church history department, Daniel Peterson, professor at BYU, and Sharon Eubank, first counselor and the Relief Society general president. And power pack. Where's this at? So this... <laughs> In Helsinki and oh. and Tampere, which All is another right. city. Here's the th- other thing, though. And I, when Sharon Eubank was called, I seriously just cheered because she was one of our missionaries. Oh, interesting. So yeah, she served under my dad, and um, I've got stories about her. When she came back, she and one of her best friends, who was a companion. They would come visit the house all the time, and Aww. we had dinner with her parents. So you know, at the time, you know, Mark Eubank was a celebrity, and I was very, you know, bowled over by that. And anyway, but she is one of the coolest people on the planet. So I'm like, I don't. Can someone just fly me to Helsinki for three yeah. days in September? That would be awesome. So if you want to fly her to uh, Helsinki, I would not. It's Patreon. No, I'm just. Yes. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I would kidding. not be mad. That's awesome. What yeah. a great lineup. Why won't they do something like that here in right? Utah? Oh, they do. It's called General Conference. Um, I thought this was particularly interesting. I'm going to go to two here. Uh, one, do you know uh, the King of Random? Do you know what that is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, right? It's very, very sad. Member of the church, 38-year-old Grant Thompson, had a YouTube channel, The King of Random, uh, passed away. He'd had, he had over 11 million subscribers. He posted videos of cool life hacks and experiments. Um, he'd recently taken a break from his YouTube videos, and he was, I think, paragliding? Is that what I remember reading? Yeah. Paragliding down in southern Utah, 
um, there was an accident and he he perished in the accident. It's sad. So for, sad. For so many people in the uh, online and YouTube community, taking it really hard. They, yeah. He was an inspiration to them. Um, he definitely, uh, being a member of the church, he um, represented the church well in what he would do online. Um, so if you know the King of Random... Um, yeah, he, he passed away just a couple weeks ago. I think he ago. left behind four kids, like nine and under mm. or something. Just heartbreak. Um, this was interesting from KSL. Um, they have this Coach Kim, and I don't know what that is. It, the question is what was interesting, but this is where it comes from. And you can, again, find the link at theculturalhall.com. The question is what to do when neighbors won't play with kids who aren't Latter-day Saints. So this is... Uh, in particular, probably a Utah thing, but I'd like to expand this out a little bit because I remember hearing this just within a church community. Like, um, hey, you should only date people that are members of our faith. And, oh, you should only, you know, who you hang out with is who you... And I just, I didn't I didn't read the article because I, I just sort of was like, no, no, that, no, nope, <laughs> no, no. And, and a lot of no. And and the thing is, like, I get... Here's the thing. If you are worried about who your kids spend time with, that's great. Because guess what? That's called being a parent, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to know the kids who your kids are spending time with. Yep. And, and hold on. I'm going to drop some novel, like, neighbor knowledge here in a second. <laughs> get to know the parents, right? Wait, what? Yeah. Because guess what? You can have a relationship with the parents because, wait for it, these are the places where your kids are going to be spending mm -hmm. time. And as we'll learn in some news articles coming up, uh, you know, members of the church don't have the market on being the nice guy. There are plenty of um, predatorial or bad people within the uh, within the church that those things happen. So... I don't want to get too much down that road because we'll we'll hit that up in a couple stories here in a minute. But but the real big point for me is, listen, just be a friendly person. Instill in your child the things that you know to be important. And in those situations, whether it's a member of the church that they're hanging out with or not a member of the church hanging they're hanging out with, it will be the values that you have taught them mm -hmm. that will guide them. It will be nothing to do with, oh, does he have a temple recommend? Well, then I'll do that. Or I won't yep. do that because he don't. And you only do the church a huge disservice when you uh, when you alienate those people who aren't members of the church. Exactly. Oh, and the other thing is just keeping an ongoing dialogue with your kids. Yeah. So it's, you know, my youngest now, she... How old? She's, she'll be 17 next month. Okay. So 16, almost 17. And she, um, she's a chatterbox, love her to death. But when she walks in the door, there's getting nothing accomplished until she goes to work or something. Um, but she has been, and she loves to unload. And sometimes I'll get frustrated, like, I got to get some work done. But I thought, okay, a teenager who wants to talk to her parent, yeah. this is a good thing. And yeah, she'll be gone soon. Yeah, you take it all day. Um, and she will, she'll vent about, her, you know, a friend's parent who is doing this. And, and we, have, we can have these conversations about what is a healthy level of independence and yeah. what maybe what is her one friend's parent being maybe a little unreasonable with, but how can we hand, how can we net negotiate this? And, yeah. um, she knows I won't completely freak out over certain, you know, if she's home 10 right. minutes late from her curfew. She'll let me know sure. as long as she checks in, sure. I'm okay. You know, th that kind of thing. So this, there's this level of trust that she's built up, right. um, because we have these ongoing conversations. So it's not, it's not, it's like one talk and we're done. 
It, that's not at all how it works. I should also point this out, too, that there are good people in the world who, again, wait for it, who drink. <gasps> this is who brand smoke, new information. Who don't go to church on Sunday. Like, we don't have the market on the good people. And no. I know that seems ridiculous. And in some way, probably people who find themselves liking the flavor of the cultural hall mm-hmm. would be like, duh, Richie, we get it. <laughs> but no, it's worth, it's worth stating, though, because, you know, I know a woman who... I was at her house. I'm not going to identify who she was, but I was I was at her house when her son was getting ready to go off to a birthday party. And she stopped and said, okay, now remember, um, if people start smoking or drinking or saying bad words, you're allowed to call and I'll come get you right away. And the mm-hmm. way she was phrasing it was like instilling fear into this right. kid right. that this birthday party is a place of danger. And I yeah. just thought, why can't he be a friend right. to this kid? Right. And just, just because, and, and as far as she knew, the family, this is family just happened to not be members of the church. Right. She had no idea whether or not there would be alcohol or right. anything else. And, and I just it broke my heart. And people like that will often say, well, I don't judge people. It's like, no, that is a judgment. Yeah. That is a judgment of those mm-hmm. things that is being judgy. Exactly. Mick Judgerson. Stop it. It's Udorf would say. Just stop it. <laughs> what else you got? So, yeah, here's it's uplifting and a little sad at the same time. We okay. have this a sweet kid named Kyle Dory from Wyoming. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is heartbreaking. It is. Although, I mean, it's not like, you know, King of Random who passed away. So it's not that level of heartbreaking. But he had cancer a few years ago. Um, he was in remission. Everything is great. He turns in his mission papers. He's called, I believe, to New York. Um, and then they, you know, just as one more standard thing, he had to get one more MRI before he left on his mission, like 13 days before he reports. That last clearance of Bill of Hell. Yep. And it lights up. Mm. His cancer is back. And his family said, you know, the, his father said there were no symptoms and no puking, no headaches, no balance issues. He was gaining weight. He looked as healthy as he's looked in years. It was supposed to be just a routine check. And so that was just absolutely devastating of course because it's brain cancer that's gone down into his spine now they're thinking oh, great now he can't go on his mission but um they thought wouldn't it be cool if we can at least take him on a trip to visit where he would have served so they contacted the mission president and just said hey would that be possible so he can look around and to quote the mission president he said i could do better than that so he actually had kyle come out and serve an eight-day mission as a, tr- in a tr- as a trio member of a companionship to get just a taste of missionary work. And while he's there, he got to um, talk to a, a man who had been diagnosed with the same cancer he had. And it was just this really uplifting, cool thing that if I can't serve two, two years, you know, or even six weeks, like Brother Kyle promised to someday. Yeah. You know, he got She's to calling have out, eight Brother days. Kyle, did you hear that? At least he got to have those eight days, which yeah. I thought, good for that mission president. That's That was incredibly cool. And thinking so, outside of the box. Yeah, absolutely. Because right? I'm sure that it didn't come in a training, you know, training manual from oh, the church to be like, not. hey, if something like this happens, no, this is a guy who made uh, a lasting impression, not only on the life of that missionary who's now not able to serve, but also on the family, on the people that knew the family, and subsequently on the people who read that article that yeah. are like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, big influence. Uh, this story, oh, all the rest of these are so heavy. Do you see how my hand is just weighed down right now? Lead paper. Uh, let's go here. Um, this, a man from Holiday, that's a a suburb of Salt Lake City, uh, was arrested Tuesday in Nashville, that's a city in Tennessee, (laughs) on suspicion of taking pictures of a woman getting undressed inside a mall fitting room. So you're thinking, uh, so, so what does this have to do with the cultural hall? Why are you mentioning it? Stephen Murdoch, who is the age of 55 and is now posted bail and back here in Utah, is a high counselor in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Um, Fox 13, which is the uh, news affiliate here in Utah, tried to contact him in his driveway. He refused to roll down his window uh, and uh, then abruptly left the house. The woman involved, Alondra Alcala, um, spoke to the Fox affiliate in Nashville after she encountered Murdoch and his wife and said the following. I did feel violated. I felt gross. Why is this happening to me? I undressed from the waist down and I looked up. In the corner of the dressing room at the top, there was a camera phone, an iPhone pointing down at me. So obviously I knew I was being recorded. I freaked out. I froze. Alcala said that she confronted Murdoch and witnessed him trying to delete the lewd photos from his phone. She also said Murdoch's wife tried to convince her to make a deal by not calling the police. Thankfully, says uh, Alondra, thankfully I was able to slap the phone out of his hand and take it and run out. Arresting documents state that Murdoch guided her to an open dressing room stall. People who live in Murdoch's neighborhood were very quick to stand up for him, describing him as a great man with a beautiful family. And went on to say that Murdoch also used to be a bishop in his ward in Holiday before serving on the stake's high council. Um, one man said that he even heard him speak a, a couple of weeks ago and that he was particularly moved by his talk. So surprising, maybe? Maybe More a disappointing little. Disappointing than anything. Disappointing, yeah. yes. Um, common, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, that's something that is definitely in the news and... and, and uh, and is a member of the church that that um, that did that. So worth noting. What else yeah. do you have? Uh, kind of a, a big announcement for those who love, especially for youth, because after this year, it will no longer exist. Especially for no more. No more. <laughs> yeah. The, the BYU program is now going to be discontinued after this year. So it said, the announcement said, Beginning in 2020, BYU will no longer administer traditional EFY sessions in order to assist the church in facilitating FSY, which is now these new programs, like uh, conferences called for the strength of youth. For the strength of the youth, we camp out. Yes, and I would sing along if I had, if I had, if I had good pitch, but I don't. Okay, um, but so the idea is in the United States and Canada... Um, the FSLY conferences will be by, provided by the church and held locally with this, with the support of BYU. Areas outside of the U.S. and Canada will continue holding FSLY conferences as they have in the past. So mm -hmm. that's already been happening, which I did not know. Um, BYU will continue to do these little abbreviated sessions that are called EFY Express and then ones that are like at little like church locations like Nauvoo, Palmyra, Independence. Um, that kind of thing. So one other little part that I thought was fascinating on this, um, well, two thoughts. One was the, the, how this is, again, making this more of a worldwide thing. Whatever fits in one spot is international. That's right. just how it works. Right. Um, also, that kids who could have really benefited from EFY often couldn't afford to go. Right. It, it seemed to be the advantaged members of the church that were exactly. able to enjoy that. And that's not fair. No. It's and I was able to send my youngest... But I wanted to send my oldest and couldn't afford it. But now I have one kid at home. Things are a little looser on the money. And now she also has a job. So between the two, we were able to make it work out. But my my oldest really could have benefited. And he couldn't go because the money didn't exist. So, yeah. um, But then something else. And this, I thought of Molly Jenny on this one. And I'm totally in her um, camp on it. The pre-selected stakes for 2020 have been asked not to plan treks or other youth conferences to be held during the year. Sure. Too many events. Too many events. It? But yeah. I hoped that I hoped that, that meant maybe where they're going to phase out Trek because I am not a huge fan. Here's the deal. I've never done it and I just want to do it before we get rid of it. <laughs> like go. I'm fine <laughs> if we get rid of it. 
but just to have the experience. But I want to be able yeah. to uh, experience so the thing it before is, so it's I, gone. I grew up in a ward. I didn't realize how unusual we were. Um, every summer they had what they called the powder puff and huff, which was the young woman going up the high end as backpacking every day and camping in a new location from Monday through Saturday. And wow. It, yeah. It yeah. was, I mean, we knew we were a little unusual and it would see scout groups and they would look at us and go, wait, you're girls. What are you doing up here? Right. Um, but anything I have ever heard from anyone that they learned spiritually or physically or socially from doing Trek, I learned on the powder puff and huff. We don't need to be pulling stupid hand cards, which only <laughs> like what 4% of, right. of pioneers actually did. Um, I, and we don't need to be wearing skirts right. and bonnets. Um, right. it's being away in the wilderness, doing something hard and connecting with the spirit in right. that kind of way. Right. So I, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of wilderness type experiences, but, um, but no, and not See, and I don't, so even, I, I don't even, I, I contend it doesn't even have to be wilderness. I just think it has to be no TV and no phones. Away. Right? Yeah. Like away, mm-hmm. right? Like we're going to a resort. Fine. No TVs, no phones. Mm-hmm. So that people yeah. have the opportunity to be not distracted and to be able to connect with each other. I do think there's something about other. nature. I do think there's something about nature that helps you connect with the spirit a little more. I'll buy that. You know, especially because you have Nephi and Moses and others who went to the mountains to pray. Oh. Brother Jared. Listen, you know, you're providing proof. Okay, okay, so, I can see it. It has to be outdoors. No, just, no to me, to me, the mountains are are just almost like temples. So, but one of the leaders who has done the powder puff and huff, they start they started it in 1973, wow. and the the man who was leading it all along is in his 90s and his health isn't that great. He can't do the week long thing anymore. Um, but <laughs> one year he went up, and um, one of the there's a young woman leader who happened to be a nurse, and she's like, he almost died, and I think he wanted to die in his happy temple because <laughs> the Uinta Mountains were his happy place. And she's like, no, you can't do that. you can't come on these trips anymore. I'm sorry, but um, but yeah, it was a very spiritual experiences for me up there. It's good stuff. You know, I haven't announced this yet, but I'm tempted to announce it right now. Should we do this? I don't know what the announcement is, but I say yes. Or should I do it? You know what? I'm going to do it in the Patreon page, oh, and do I'll it. announce there it. There you go. And I'll announce it in our uh, in our next um, articles of news. So, so join the Patreon group. Yeah, Patreon.com uh, slash the Cultural Hall. Big announcement going up there today. Awesome. Um, let's end on the uh, the new training. Can oh, we yes. end there? Absolutely. Um, so the church has announced new training course to help adults know how to prevent or respond to child abuse, which you know is long overdue and it's completely awesome. Um, basically, it's an online 30-minute thing that anyone who is in a calling that involves children has. They have to get it done. I believe it's in September. Yeah. Um, September 20th. You have a, you have until essentially a certain due date to get it yes. done. Yep. Um, which I think is so good mm-hmm. um i think it will be empowering for a lot of people not just those you know who might actually be molesters or whatever but to say no you can't do this but also to uh, other adults to be able to recognize things that might be happening else signs sure um anyway or just recognize maybe a child is something something's off with this child maybe sure. anyway i think i think it's very very wise so this is the kind of thing we'd like to see moving forward yeah there are a lot of people that are coming after this saying uh hey 30 minutes come on come on to those people, I would say, okay, yeah, we could do more. Mm-hmm. We it's could a do step. more than thirty minutes, but can we? Can we not? Can we not rejoice at thirty minutes? Like, does it? Can we acknowledge the step? Yeah. Can Can we acknowledge the step? Mm-hmm. Does there need to be more? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would be in that camp a hundred percent. Absolutely. But can't we? Can we have some level of joy yeah. in thirty minutes? Well, especially with so many changes we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, this is it's this is big. So they've taken the step already. So I don't think more will be coming down the path, down the down the, path, the, the track. Yeah. 
Path, path track, track, whatever words. Like it's trath. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the the thing that that for me when I heard that, yeah, definitely, I was like, okay, but but it's something. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I I my mind instantly went to Sam Young, who was a yep, previous episode here of the Cultural Hall, who talked uh, about uh, you know the interviewing of the youth and and the predatory. Um, like uh not nursing what's the word i'm looking for like uh, grooming grooming yeah um that you know that he claims goes within the church and so i part of me wonders i wonder what he thinks about all of it i would assume he would be in the camp of okay finally but also not enough mm-hmm. um but i really think like you say join the step continue to do it and i think it should be something that just like being a good citizen mm-hmm. rather you even if you don't work with the youth, like I don't work with youth because I hate kids. But beyond that, <laughs> uh, like I plan on doing the training. Mm-hmm. If I can get access to it, I plan on doing the training because I think it's valuable. Absolutely. Agreed. In, in protecting yourself as well, right? Like don't be alone with a kid. I'm betting that that's part of the training. Oh, yeah. Well, even, even in primary, you have to have two adults right. at all times now. So yeah. I think I think that there are things to consider in that way. Because it would take a, a harsh accusation from someone to ruin a life, right? Even if I hadn't done anything. Someone coming at me that way, uh, protecting myself that way. But then also protecting the kids, which matter so much and that we'll continue to do, um, you know, to continue to do more and more right by. So Amen. Uh, you have one little kind one of little, bonus yes, teaser bonus little here. Note here. This is for Utah only, folks, unless Yo, you're last. coming into the state of Utah. Yes. So we save this for the so end. So this is Christopher Clark, who um, many previous, know. Previous, previous guest, guest of the, of the cultural, cultural Hall and husband of Lisa Valentine Clark. Also previous also guest previous of the guest. Cultural Hall. And radio co-host, radio co-host with this guy yes and i actually she and i ended up at a lot of the same like bridal showers and stuff a lot of mutual friends really yeah and i was like and she we, i realized she was in the same english program with me at byu and drama stuff with drama friends anyway so we, i don't know if she knows who i am but i know who she is anyway so chris clark he was diagnosed with als about three years ago and um now they are doing a benefit for other people with als um doing uh, the one of the plays that he once directed Xanadu and some of the original cast is coming for it. Um, it's, it's September 25th through 28th. And uh, you can go to um, the web ticketing.hailtheater.org, which will also I'm sure be on the culture hall. You can find the link to that. Um, so that the and the proceeds will go to those in the Utah area who are um, dealing with the cost of ALS, which are huge. Yeah. Astronomical yeah. costs. Um, yeah. If you don't know anything about Xanadu, uh, imagine ridiculous stage show, and that would be what I would say about that. But then yeah. also, like some of the people that did it originally when Chris directed it, um, are like Broadway mainstays, and they're coming back, and they're coming back for this this weekend. They were able to align schedules, and there's no rehearsals for these folks, so they came because of their love for him, because of their support for the ALS community, and because the show is that ridiculous. Uh, they're going to put on some roller skates and they're going to do Xanadu. That's saying a, a lot about who Chris is, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can. I tried to find the number of that episode. You can search Chris Clark, the Cultural Hall, and find the episode number that that is. Then maybe I'll share that in the Patreon episode yeah, or at Patreon group as well. Absolutely. Um, we hope that this episode has, in fact, nourished and strengthened your body. And that if you couldn't listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of of the the Cultural Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.